Able translation on their devices. Sam, are you there? Producer, do we need to pause for a second? Producer, I'm going to go ahead and continue with There my, we go. Hello. There we go. Yes, we can hear you now. Yes. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Sam Guzman with the CLC, and along with my colleague, uh, Vidya, we will be interpreting today's uh, meeting into Spanish. Uh, I will now give the instructions on Spanish on how to access interpretation. Buenas tardes a todos. Mi nombre es Samuel Guzman con la CLC, y juntamente con mi colega Vidia, estaremos interpretando la reunión de hoy al español. Si desea escuchar la reunión en español, simplemente vaya al, al icono de globo en su pantalla que dice interpretación y allí oprima ese botón y seleccione uh, la opción de español. Así podrá escuchar. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Sorry about that technical uh, uh, difficulty. We're all good. Thank you, Sam. Um, uh, welcome to the general public comment session of January 22nd. Before reconvening our regular meeting, Council provides a half-hour general public comment session to hear from the public on city matters except for one scheduled for a legally required public hearing. To maximize time for resident comment, Council will not offer comments or responses from the dais. Council or staff may contact speakers following their comment if they raise matters that lend themselves to follow-up. For those participating in person when called upon, please come to the podium. On the monitor on the wall, you'll see your time counting down. For those participating virtually, when called upon, please wait until our host promotes you to speaker. When you're promoted, please accept the promotion, turn on your camera if you have one, and use your microphone. Um, all speakers should begin your remarks by telling council your name, and you will have three minutes to speak. Please refrain from profane or obscene speech, direct your comments to council as a whole, and refrain from individual or personal attacks, including disparaging other speakers' motives. Uh, we will begin in chambers uh, with Juan Carlos, who's joining us via phone. Hello, Juan, you are on city council right now on uh, the microphone. Okay. Um, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Juan Carlos Pierdelli. Uh, I, right now, I'm not there because uh, a few days they sleep us here in a camp where I was, 
they throw at everything, the city. And I think what they are doing, like, we are not people like trust. They just throw it up to the street. How, how they say that, I don't know what they are feeling. We are not trust, right? So I just want you to know that what is happening right now, uh, really all the people who are here, they also like what they do with us. I think it's, you know, we are humans. I think you also are humans, and we have to think about what's going on. I know uh, that uh, each of these people who are here with me also don't want it to be how we are, but right now we don't have other cues. So uh, right now I, they come today again. They put some notes that they will sweep us on, on Wednesday. And so the thing is where we can go, what we can, what we going to happen with us. And there's, I think in a few days, other many people will come outside. What are you going to do with all that people? So we just trying to sort of revive. Everybody saying, no, it's so cold, you're going to death or whatever. We're still here, we are not dead. Oh, just wanna think about something, what's happening right now. So that means, you know, you, you get here humans, you, you get here persons that they just want to grow up. They, they just want a promise of war and nothing of this is going to happen, right? But if we don't get it, we don't have other cues. That's why we are how we are and what we are doing. So please just think about what's going on here. This is the real thing. Uh, what I am living also here, so just think about the sweeps in freezing time. I think it's not a good thing to take it or just do it whatever they, you want or whatever they want, the city or whatever with us. So I think we are humans, right? So yeah, think a little bit about that. There's many people who will come out also. The question is what the city is going to do with all that people who's going to come out. They're going to just sweep them again and again and again, and we lose a lot of stuff in the sweeping. So that's the other thing. Each sweeping that they do, we lose a lot of stuff. And that's all what I want to say right now. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much for hearing me. And I'm still here taking care about this. Thank you, Juan Carlos. We've got to move people. on to the next speaker. Thank you so much. Thanks, Therese, for your help. Um, I don't believe our next speakers are here, but I'm still going to um, call their names just in case. Jose Nogueira, Ash Franklin, Andres Villanueva, Joe Walters, Manuel Lucero, Adam Hodak, Kathleen Ginger. Thank you. My name is Kathleen Gegner. I'm a resident of District 5, and I'm speaking in support of Proclamation 24006, a permanent and immediate ceasefire in Palestine. Folks have said that demanding a ceasefire is a federal issue and that such discussions don't belong at the state or local level. Though I recognize that federal officials are the ones who can pass policies to stop the harm the U.S. is enabling in Palestine, each of us, at any level of government or who are not in government at all, has a part to play. 
the notion that one person acting with moral clarity and courage to make change can be seen in every struggle for human rights in our history. All movements are a composition of many one persons deciding to participate, to speak out, to demand change, to show up for one another, and to realize that all of our freedom is bound up together. Bobby Kennedy, in a speech he gave in South Africa in June of 1966, said, it is from numberless diverse acts of courage and belief that human history is shaped each time a person stands up for an ideal or acts to improve the lot of others or strikes out against injustice. They send forth a tiny ripple of hope and crossing each other from a million different centers of energy and daring, those ripples build a current that can sweep down the mightiest wall of oppression and resistance. Proclamation 240006 is one such ripple of hope that if passed will join similar acts of moral courage from individuals and cities across this country to sweep down the walls of oppression in Palestine. If waves of hope are not your preferred analogy, I leave you with one more story. During the Vietnam War, a man named A.J. Muskie stood outside the White House holding a candle. He did this night after night for years to protest the Vietnam War. One rainy night, a reporter asked him if he really thought he could change the policies of the country by standing alone at night with a candle. Mr. Muskie replied, I don't do this to change my country. I do this so my country doesn't change me. Proclamation 240006 is one thing that we in Denver can do to ensure our federal government's enablement of horrifying atrocities, suffering, and death of Palestinians doesn't change us. Please pass this proclamation out of committee next week, I believe, and please pass the proclamation when it is before the entire council. It is long past time for a permanent ceasefire. Thank you. Thank you. Our next speaker is Ashley Garrett. Hello. Um, we the people need to stand together for unity, not in a literal sense, but in mind and in heart. In order to change the system and the way of the world, we have to stand together and fighting is not gonna help. We need to bring this to our government. What it is that we want from our government is for them to make sure that we have a place to be so that our system serves us so that way we can serve the system. There doesn't need to be money coming in between the well-being of our people. Our system needs to give the people what we need so that way we can work for what we want. I'm telling you, if you guys wanna see something so incredibly amazing, something that we've never seen before, a world of true peace, then that is what needs to happen. And I don't know how else to do this. I don't feel like my three minutes is working. I'm coming here and I'm, I'm angry a lot because I don't wanna work for a system that allows this kind of treatment that will send weapons and things to partake in these wars because I mean, it's not right. If we can send these tanks and everything else across the seas and, and through airplanes and stuff, why not send homes and people who wanna help build these people who have never had running water that while we give the people here that are here what they need because we do have the room. We do have enough space for these people and it is up, it is up to us to bring that change. I, I don't know how to get this word to the presidents of, of the, all of the world because that is what this is. I'm like, if you guys agree, then we should maybe put a time for a prayer of all the leaders of the world, of 
any church, if you, whatever you believe in, if you want to just put some good vibes into something, we need to do something different. I am asking you guys as the leaders of Denver, which is a really an amazing place and it just needs a lot more love. And that's how we're going to get to a place that is needed. Thank you very much. Our next speaker signed up was Vincent Broughton. I don't see him in chambers. Uh, we do have Kayla Greathouse on Zoom. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Kayla, and I wanted to speak about evictions and rent control. Last year, Denver stated that they had the most evictions on record and that the city was scrambling on how to fix a very preventable problem. But the problem can be prevented because there's rental assistance available, but there's too many loopholes for us to jump through. Like, for instance, you need either a 10-day demand or a court summons to get assistance. And even though I know that's an internal policy and it's not a city of Denver policy, I feel that y'all should institute some type of requirement that that be overridden because you have cases of unemployment, you know, where people can prove that, but they still have to wait because they're not late. And so then your landlord, if they know that you're getting rental assistance, they can withhold your 10 day notice and they can withhold your court summons. And then you never get the assistance or you don't get it or they get tired of waiting because, you know, they know you're getting the assistance. They know the money's coming, so they're not going to follow through in the process. You know, so I believe that that's something that the city of Denver needs to definitely take a look at, because if not, there's going to continue to be evictions. You know, it's a harmful internal policy is no way helpful. We have migrants that are able to obtain SNAP benefits and rental assistance and cash assistance within 90 days or less, but you have the people of Denver who live here, who pay taxes here, who, you know, work here, whose children go to school here, who we are being put behind for people, you know, that for whatever reason they had to come here, they're being placed ahead of us, and that's not right. That, that shouldn't be. Not for people that work and pay taxes not for people who have had needs, who have been on lists waiting for housing, waiting for any type of assistance, who legitimately can't get it. So I ask that the city council, you know, definitely take a look into all of this and review these policies and definitely look at, you know, what you're doing. Yes, the migrants need help, but we need help too. And we pay, we pay taxes, they take our money. When you get food stamps and you report, hey, I got a job, they don't stop giving you food stamps. They put that it's an admin error on there, but it's not an admin error because they take your tax return that you filed for after you let them know that, hey, I don't need your help no more. So I just ask that the city, you know, take a look at that. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our previous signups um, has come in. Uh, Adam Podak, come on up. All right, uh, members of the council, everybody here, uh, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Adam Hodak. I'm a small business owner. Uh, I own a bar called The Owl on South Broadway. Uh, I've been a Baker resident for about 15 years. And I mean, I'll just be honest, I'm here to ask for money. Um, not on behalf of myself so much as on behalf of around 200 other small businesses that recently signed up for an encampment grant through DDO. Um, might have read about this in the paper. It's like uh, a little over 300 businesses throughout the city of Denver signed up. Metro um, 
There's not a single person in this city that needs to be talked or explained the context of the difficulty with our homeless, houseless, unhomed population. You choose what you want to call it. The reality is, is it's affected every single person in this city. And uh, the encampment grant was, uh, was something quite lovely that the city offered. It's a fourth round of funding through DDO. However, I would say a fair and equitable distribution of the roughly $1.5 million did not uh, lay out the way it should have. Um, two Metropolis coffee shops, this isn't a personal slight to Brock, received uh, two of the 100 uh, <clears throat> grants. Uh, two Mr. B's liquor stores got them. Uh, nothing against their business. They do a phenomenal job, good people. Snooze, 57 locations across America received one of those grants, and that's nothing against John and Adam, uh, really good people that started here. And uh, Brian Dunn, a friend of mine, owns Great Divide, he also got one. Um, you know, there are many, many, many small businesses, such as myself, uh, insignificant in size, comparative to say snooze, but not insignificant in the need that we all sought and hoped for. Um, when you have an encampment grant making news cycles prior to the grants actually being distributed, you know it's something that touches every single business. We look at it, about 200 some odd businesses, about one and a half to two and a quarter million dollars to fulfill if it was all $15,000 grants. On top of that, those businesses would be producing on the minimum $6.6 million in sales tax over the next year. Countless jobs, all adding to the economy. And all I'm saying is there's a lot of money putting tens of millions, 100 million plus into the homeless population, the population of people that can't afford housing. And all I'm asking is for a very insignificant amount of money to fulfill those grants. And I thank you for taking the time just to listen because this is small business and this is what we want and this would be very helpful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next in queue is Robert Bailey. Thank you for having me. Hey, I would like to uh, change my topic from what I had planned to talk about and talk about that proclamation today. I certainly agree with half of the proclamation given today, the half pertaining to all the great work helping migrants along the way. What an amazing display of humanity by the city of Denver. The other half of the proclamation, hubris, arrogance, inflated self-importance, especially inflated self-importance at the expense of the citizens of the city, we could do without that. Condescending remarks pertaining to the citizens, we could do without that. If the city is perfect, then the other half today's proclamation makes sense. If the city has room for improvement, the other half of today's proclamation was just more crap. Speaking of COVID, the city of Denver was far too missing in action, not only during the pandemic, but also including 2021 and 2022. You can proclaim anything you want, but proclaiming two plus two equals five will always be a lie. This chamber is too often used as an echo chamber 
rather than a chamber for intelligent debates. It's possible to love Denver without joining the cult of Denver. Most citizens do not drink the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid of go along to get along. Excessive go along to get along. For example, I have seen in my two years of participation in this chamber that there are three categories for every vote. The yes category, where you know that you're going to vote yes, and you are going to vote yes. The no category, where you know you are going to vote no, and you vote no. And then there's the other category, and it's the biggest category. It's the middle category. It's the go along to get along, where you vote yes, so that when it comes around, they will vote yes for your idea. And this is what's causing too many problems. Too many of that go along to get along. I think the go along to get along should be no if you think this is not a great idea. Otherwise, we just get more and more going on where a lot of it is not a good idea, but you're hoping when it comes around, then you'll get your yes. There's too much of that third category. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thank it Thank you. Much. Our next speakers join us on Zoom. Brandy Majors. <laughs> oh, man. Robert Bailey is the man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Always. He never, never fails. That, you are the man, Robert Bailey. Um, <laughs> biggest fan ever. All right. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? All right. This is what I'm going to say. Um, all, most of the previous speakers were absolutely 150% correct. Um, when we talk about being benign neglected, as especially uh, in the black community, uh, over uh, being placed in the back for everything we need uh, when it comes to migrants. You know, I would have to factor in me and Jesse Ferris's time of being unhoused a matter of like 15 years. We have never seen you move so fast, get things done so quickly, and you want to be applauded for it. Are you serious, man? The the the, the amount of uh, the amount of it is so high, it's up to my shoulders. I'm only five foot tall. So stop it. The other thing is, is that when did when do we ever have to read uh, about our indigent hospitals? The one that takes care of the indigent people. The one that takes care of everybody. Denver Health, Denver General, however you want to call it. Well, for the people who have been here that both their lives, we know what it's called. Where they are almost bankrupt because of the migrant situation. Forty million already, and we're only halfway through the first year. Of this new administration, yes, we want, we want to say, okay, yeah, we see that, you know, the white boy swoop in, you know, he's, he's making waves in the in the media, and he's doing something, he's outshining all the other black mayors, whoopie, whoopie, whatever. Whatever you want to say, okay, we understand, we see the play. However, we also see the front. And we also see that this is wrong. We also see that you didn't do anything. We also see that you're not um, uh, putting uh, migrants in jail or taking them off the street. You're letting them live. You're letting them get in your head. Now we feel sorry for them. Now we gotta feel. Now we gotta open our bleeding little hearts. But you couldn't do it for the 15 years of unhousement that I have seen, that Jesse Parrish has seen, that we both have seen, that we still live in, even regardless of being housed. We live in roach and rodent-infested housing. Are you serious? But you're willing to give them everything. You won't even let us work, and we're citizens for the soil. Black American citizens can't even get a job, but if you're going to let them get a job, you're going to give them all the privileges that are, we are denied residents, citizens born in the United States. What is wrong with you?
stop it. It's not funny. It's not appreciative. We don't like it. And black people in America are tired of it, especially here in Denver. We're tired of it. Do better. You can't. So stop saying you will. The only person that has shown up right now is is, is uh, the councilwoman. Um, she's the only one. There's our, the only one. Other than that, zone. Thank you very much. Our next speaker joining us on Zoom is Jesse Paris. Yes, good evening, members of council, those watching at home, those in the council chambers. My name is Jesse LaShawn Paris, and I represent the Black Star Action Movement for Self-Defense, Positive Action Commitment for Social Change, as well as the Unity Party of Colorado, the Northeast Residence Council or Northeast uh, Residence Coalition, whichever name... Uh, you gave the proclamation to in the last year for Lamone and others. Um, and I reside, actually, I am represent Frontline Black News, the Revolutionary Agenda, Shabaka's Black Experience Enhanced, and I reside at the Roach Bedbug and Mice Infested CCH-owned Fusion Studios in Chantelle Lewis's district of District 8. That is the councilwoman that Brandy Majors was referring to earlier. Um, I agree with majority of the previous speakers, especially uh, Lady Che, uh, Brandy, and um, Sister Tracy. You are literally prioritizing non-citizens, no matter what terminology you want to use to describe them, like the like a previous speaker said about our unhoused neighbors, which, by the way, is still my term. I'm the one that came up with that term when y'all kept saying, you know, we can do better and um, Initiative 300 wasn't the answer. We can do better. Well, it's been four, five years. We're still not doing better. We're doing worse. But we are doing better for non-citizens. We are prioritizing people that aren't even citizens. That didn't even vote y'all into office. Didn't even pay the tax dollars for any of this stuff that's being funded. But they take priority over American citizens. But this is what voting blue, no matter who gets you. We tried to warn you. Y'all thought it was a joke. I thought it was a game. Y'all laughed at me, said my whole campaign was a joke because I wanted to prioritize black citizens, you know, the people that built this country, the, the people that the, the sweat equity, uh, the, the, the gross domestic product was generated off of for centuries. I want to prioritize them, but that was a joke. That was laughed at. I was the only candidate that ran that not only had a black first agenda, but was not in support of the sanctuary city statuses. But again, that was a joke. That was laughed at. Y'all put $15 million up against me so I could lose. But who's really losing? The actual citizens of the city are losing. We are not being prioritized. Our needs are not being met. We are definitely being put at the back burner, no matter what color we are. If you're an American citizen, you are not being prioritized under these democratic authoritarian regimes. So... Don't get voters' remorse now. And stop patting yourselves on the back, city. Y'all didn't do nothing. Like Brandy Major said, y'all had 15 years to get this under control. And now all of a sudden now we have illegal immigrants flooding into the city. Now we got to do something. Thank you very much. Let's and that concludes that. our general public comment session. If we didn't get to you today, uh, please join us next week or submit your comments in writing. Next session will be on Monday.